So on August 12th, or August 13th, I'm not too sure yet, I'm going to be on an episode of Gaijin Bento. They do have some extensive lore, so you got to go back and check them out. Honestly, just listen to a lot of the stuff they post. They do have longer podcast episodes than I do. So, you know, just heads up for that. But yeah, Gaijin Bento, go check them out because I'm going to be on an episode of theirs. And shout out to my girlfriend because uh, she listens. And I know, I know she's listening. I know, I know you are, babe. So yeah, shout out to you. Honestly, greatest thing in my life right now. Um, aside from that happy note, I'm going to touch on a more serious one. You, I don't know who it is, but they're getting really good at tricking me. Like, I almost fell for a fishing link this week. As uh, dis- disguised as an advertisement opportunity, which, you know, that, that, that struck me a bit. But, you know, it's okay. We're, we still have the Patreon, so maybe support me there, you know, just in case I do get fish scammed at one point, you know? Also, one last update. The podcast has hit 6.3 thousand uh, downloads, so, yeah, you know, someone's listening. I mean, I appreciate all of you guys for listening, but this will be an episode, once again, probably the last episode, about the Mexico trip. All right. Man, this is going to be a fun one. Let me tell you why, though. Okay, so I guess what'll help is if you guys have seen a certain movie before in the past, because I went to the island that inspired it. Basically, what it is is, um, you ever watch the movie Coco? You know, when, uh, when they're celebrating the Day of the Dead, all the skeletons come out. There's a little kid with a guitar. It made the song, you make me un poco loco, you know, that thing. Okay, well, I went to the place that inspired that imagery. The place where a bunch of artists went and they just saw how the Day of the Dead is celebrated there. There's a special spot in the island that is incredibly decorated during Dia de los Muertos. And I went to the place. It was beautiful. Because let me tell you right now, Hanitzio, that's what it's called. You can't walk there. You can't drive there. You have to take a boat. It's an island. It's a very small one. But it's very jam-packed with just everything. I mean, oh my god. The reason I was so into it as well is because there was this giant statue at the very top and you bet, okay, you know your boy went to the very top and took a selfie there. There's a giant statue. I'll get its name later, but right now I'm just letting you guys know this place was massive. Like, not in terms of size, but in just in terms of things to do there, right? Because the rest of Mexico is relatively simple and I do like that about it. Hanitsu, on the other hand, takes the entire idea and turns it on its head. Because I, I gotta tell you right now, there's one thing I like in life. That's a good cut of fish, okay? So when you have white fish, that's what they're called there, that are hand caught or butterfly caught with butterfly nets. Now they're called butterfly nets, butterfly style nets basically. And there are these special boatsmen, there's these special fishermen that dedicate their um, dedicate a majority of their lives to um, learning to catch the fish in the traditional sense on a tiny boat dressed in traditional garb and they're just skimming you know they're just grabbing the fish so let me tell you right now it's super fresh because you can't get any frozen fish up there you know and let me tell you right now you wouldn't want to i had fish right there right and it was so 
fresh and it was so good. It was mouthwatering. It fell apart in your mouth, but my God, was it good. I could not, for the life of me, hold back. I actually finished the entire plate and ordered a second one. This was the most I've eaten in Mexico, to be honest, and I would do it again in a heartbeat. The entire place just breathes this this air of freedom. I don't know what it is. It's like a... It was a beautiful place, honestly. And we spoke to the locals. Not not just the locals who were there like to shop or to sell things or anything, but people who lived on the island their entire lives. They were good people. Everyone there. Gente bueno, you know? Good people. People you can rely on. People you can trust. I love that, honestly. I, I've also never had um, tequila preparada, which is... Um, it's a very fruity drink, uh, admittedly. It's very juicy. It's made with uh, a lot of the fruits that are grown nearby. And just, just with a shot of tequila, that's all it is. It's not too high in alcohol, so it won't get you buzzed. But this place is... Um, there's a, there was a man there on top of the hill. At the very highest point. In fact, at, at this point, climbing the hill, we were exhausted. Because you got to walk the entire way there. There's no cars or anything on this place. Everything there is carried by hand. In fact... While you're there, some of the merchants will actually be carrying these huge boxes of inventory, okay? Like, full full of stuff that they intend to sell. And not a single car is there, you know? No, no push cart, nothing. There is no push carts, like, that, that can be accessible there. And by the way, um, I think I should specify, if you are handicapped, you will not be able to access the island. I'm sorry. It's... You have to be able to walk, okay? And... Unfortunately, th this is where it takes a bit of a darker turn because I'm an American and I'm very chubby. I was the, I'm not going to say I was the fattest guy on the island, but I was, I was up there. Everyone knows when you're not a local because all the locals know each other. And so much so that we were actually told by one of the people that there's a person that you're not supposed to trust. And that struck a chord with me because I was, um, I, I, I guess he was just a good person, you know? I love meeting people who are just very open about things like that. He's a, All of this was in Spanish, so I'm going to translate to you guys, but he was basically telling me, there's this girl that her her family didn't teach her to work properly. Um, she wasn't, you know, she wasn't the most honest person. She will try to scam you for money, and she will give you nothing in return, basically. And she'll play it off as if she did nothing wrong, because she's a little girl, and most of the locals are American, and, you know, that's just not a thing there. A lot of kids still work in Mexico, and that's okay. I mean, it's it's a different custom, different rules. You know how it is. But it was the fact that he told me, you know? It was the fact that he did that. So naturally, I gave this guy some good business, okay? I bought a lot of stuff from him. I didn't... I, I don't feel like I was scammed, okay? And unfortunately, I was the victim of this girl. So um, I wasn't taken... Like, not much of my money was taken. In fact... A very, a very small amount, okay? But, I mean, you know, that's how it is in the U.S. You don't... You, obviously, I'm not going to yell at a little girl. Are you kidding me? But he did notice that. And he was like, yeah, you got to you gotta be careful, man. It's, uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to tell you that. So I gave this man a lot of my business, honestly. Um, I don't know why that sounds threatening. No, I literally gave him business. Like, I bought a lot of stuff from him. None of it was really expensive, and the man was just so nice to talk to. Like, at some point, we were just sitting there talking. We weren't even buying stuff anymore. He told us the history of the island and how Frida Kahlo, one of the most famous artists in Mexico, at one point was inspired by the island as well. 
and Disney. I mean, Disney themselves were inspired by the island to make the movie Coco. There was a man, in fact, who would point out exactly where they went. There was a spot in the island where there's tombstones everywhere, but they're well decorated. People in Mexico had this tradition, okay, during the Day of the Dead, Dia de los Muertos. They have the pictures of past loved ones. They bring out their favorite foods as if they were still there. And that's basically what it is, remembering them. In fact, they say you die the very last time anyone says your name. And that reigns true in the Day of the Dead. There is a lot of people who remember a lot of people, you know? Just because you've gone from this life does not mean people will not forget you. You know, people will not, or people will not remember you. I don't know, that, that, that really struck a chord with me. That touched me deep, because I've had family members in the past who have died, but I still remember them. We have photos of them. I'm thinking maybe of carrying on the tradition, now that I saw that. Me being a Mexican, I, I feel obligated to do that. Obviously, I'm not, I don't feel forced to do it. Don't get me wrong. But it's a, it was a beautiful thing to see it. We weren't there during the Day of the Dead. However, we did see a lot of the, um, the inspiration from Coco. The, you know, the movie. In fact, we saw some of the places in the movie where he was like... I, I guess the kid was running past this, this um, very specific street. We walked down it. And it was drawn, like in the movie, it was drawn and animated exactly like the street is. It's steep, narrow, everything made of stone. It was glorious. I loved it. The feeling on your skin when that sun hits you, you know? The fresh breeze, the water everywhere. I loved it. Every single second there was a blessing. Don't get me wrong, there's quite a few things I don't understand about it, like... Like, yo, build an escalator, bro. <laughs> Damn. It's not... I mean, it, it, it would be a bitch to maintain there. Because definitely everyone would use it. Then they'd all get fat, too. I don't know, man. Everyone there has immaculate calves. You know, they got these strong-ass legs. Good for them. I wish you had more of that in the, um, the U.S. But we... Uh, I guess unless you live in a mountain, you know, it really depends. There was also another thing that I had in this village that I was not aware was, um, how, how do I put this? It's not really a good thing to try. Like if somebody's drinking this thing, you're not, you don't see him as a higher up person, but basically it's a traditional drink called polke, you know, polke. And there's a, there's an event that my parents told me called the, the polquero, which is, um, you buy it like this drink for like one cent. It is dirt cheap and it'll get you hammered but let me tell you right now it's it's basically just kombucha with a lot more alcohol like with way more i won't lie i um i jumped on the gun and i immediately bought some because there was one person in the valley this very nice old lady or in the in the valley in the in the hill there's one there was one old lady who um has a sign that says traditional polke sold here no one was buying any i didn't know why so I said, you know what? If you have some, I'll buy it. And here's the thing, right? There's a very big cultural difference in the U.S. versus in Mexico. Because in Mexico, you can't really bargain. Or like, no, in, in America, you can't bargain like you can in Mexico. It's different there. It's very different. In fact, if you think you're being overcharged in Mexico, most likely you are. You can negotiate a smaller price. And if you're good at it, they'll give it to you for a smaller price. My mother taught me that. 
and I will remember that for as long as I live. Because she used it. And I noticed that because she was using it, we would get discounts on everything. We could afford the full price, but sometimes it's good to be smart like that, you know? So, you know, PSA right now, listen to your mother. And father, you know, both of them. Anyway, uh, the pole kit was being sold for a ridiculous price compared to what uh, most people buy them at. Normally, they would buy them for one peso. You know, a very small amount, basically. Or two pesos. I think it was around two. Um, but she was charging me 25 pesos for um, for one glass. And I told her, I have 20. Yeah, and and the, the worst part is, my mom is really good at negotiating, okay? She's great at it. I'm not. <laughs> because I do think I came off as threatening. Because uh, the thing is, in Mexico, I, I'm pretty damn tall. So when you get this huge guy who wants a drink... And he bargains like the way I did. Oh my god. I, I, I felt the need to apologize, but I I got a discount at least. I saved five pesos, which is like two cents. I don't know. But it was a price. Anyway, um, damn, I should apologize to that woman. Wait, she's way the fuck... Oh, never mind. Okay, moving on. I had the pulque. And I sipped it, and it was not the best drink I've ever had. But it felt... I don't know, it felt otherworldly having a drink that I've only heard of and had no opportunity to buy. They don't sell them in the stores. In fact, I didn't see them anywhere. This was like some arcane drink that I could not find anywhere. So, I can now brag saying I've had bolque. But, you know, fresh bolque, that thing was good. At least, I thought it was good because it was just cold, you know? It was refreshing, it was cold. Got me a little buzz, but I think it's because of the heat. What didn't, um, what, what threw a wrench in the, in everything is, um, I offered some to my mom. And in front of the merchant, she took a sip and she spit it out. <laughs> I mean, she was like, that fucking sucks. And the lady was right there. <laughs> it was, um. I mean, I, I felt obligated to drink it at that point. I was like, you know what? That's fine. Give me some. And I I, I, I finished the whole thing. It wasn't a big glass, but I think I, um, I wouldn't drink it again. It makes you feel weird. It's not like a drunk drunk. It's more like a, a sick drunk. But I also didn't feel all that drunk, period. I, again, it was um, in Mexico, you don't have much water. So everything hits a bit harder. I didn't like the fact that I was drinking so much either. Uh, so after that, I just drank Gatorade the whole way. Yeah, I know it's high in sugar. I don't really care. Also, another thing in Mexico that's very culturally different is they're very open about genitalia and sexual things. You can buy these cups that just has a giant male penis on it. Like it, the cup is literally just a guy's cock and a girl's tits and a vagina. It was an interesting shop we went to. In fact, we didn't have to go in a building. They were out on display. There were kids walking by and everything. And in Mexico, that's, you know, it is what it is. And of course the tourists love it because they stop and they take pictures and they laugh. I bought a cup, but you know, whatever. It was a guy's cock. <laughs> I don't know where the cup is actually. Oh well, it is what it is. Speaking of cups, I have a, I'm going to have to deviate here for a moment, but I have a big shout out for Ace from TikTok fame again. You know, I mentioned it before in the podcast, but 
I wanted to give him another thank you because he sent me a personalized mug. M-I-L-F. Man, I love frogs. And it's got the frog tattoo. The one he designed. And by the way, Ace, you are a talented artist. Like, seriously. You're amazing. <laughs> and, and it's a good cup, so... You know, I appreciate it, man. In the past, I have sent you stickers. Um, not sure if I have to send them again. I did send you quite a bit, that's the thing. I hope you did something with them, that'd be cool. Although, based on viewership, I do think a lot of people from Virginia have started listening, so I appreciate that, man. Appreciate you for spreading the good word. In fact, I'm gonna spread you now. That was so gay. Anyway, <laughs> Anitio. <laughs> Anitio was fun. However, the, oh yeah, I, I think I mentioned in the previous episodes, I'm not too sure. There is a another difference that it catches you off guard when you've been in America for years. I, I remembered it being a thing, but I never thought I would see it, you know, in person. You have to pay to use public restrooms. You don't have to pay a lot, okay? Five pesos, not a lot. If it sounds like a lot, remember 20 pesos is $1. So, you do the math. It's like, what, a quarter? Yeah, it's about a quarter. So it's, it's less than a quarter, but whatever. Um, it is a quarter. What am I saying? God damn it. You guys got me doing math now. I don't like math. I'm a trucker. I don't want to do numbers. Speaking of which, my new job is amazing. <laughs> I do kind of miss my old one, though. I won't lie. I miss the people there. I liked my old coworkers. They were really good. They were great people. All of them were good. But, you know, your boy needs his weekends. That's all. Anyway, Hanitio, um, when you go there, one thing you notice right away is um, everything is handmade when you go there. I like the island, but I like the people more because there's there's definitely a story there. Every time you ask somebody a question, they have they, they have stories about being raised on the island and how you know some of them had to work when they were younger, when they were way younger, and that's just life and on the island, you know. It's a very simple life, but it's a very fun one. Because imagine like being a kid and immediately going to work. You do learn some stuff as you grow. There's no, there's not much of a school there, sure, but they don't really need one. They learn from their elders, which I gotta admit is a pretty smart way to teach children. So if there's any children listening, first off, this is an 18 plus podcast. What are you doing here? Um, but if there are any children listening, listen to your parents, listen to your elders, listen to your grandparents. That is very important, okay? I'm saying this as a Mexican who, when I was a kid, I did not want to do that. When I was a kid, I was a little shit. I'll admit it. I was going down a bad path for sure, but I eventually listened. And I got to, you know, I fixed my life before it went pretty bad. That's a whole story on its own. I'll tell you guys about that later, but I don't want to deviate too far. Very important. By the way, if you're a parent and, uh, you know, you got kids, tell them that, you know? In fact, play that one clip of the podcast, you know? That's it. I'm sweating right now. This room is really hot. I'm sorry. But yeah, Hanitio is going to be a place that I'm going to forever remember. And on top of that, there was... What's, what's, there was a moment where... We were getting back from the island, and when I get off the boat, like while I got off, this lady took my photo with a really, really good camera, right? She printed out the photo, and she offered to sell it to me, right? I saw the picture, and I'm not gonna lie. I liked the way I came out. I liked myself quite a bit when I saw that picture. I was like, damn, this pic goes hard. So, I bought it. 
I bought the picture. And I really liked it, you know? I got it I got it with me still. It's a fond memory. It's like when you're on an amusement park ride, they take your picture. You don't have to buy the photo, right? You don't have to. But it's there if you want it. I bought the damn photo. I might use it for the podcast cover. I'm not too sure yet. Although I did take pictures in Henizio. I, I might just use that. that. That would be way better. Okay, moving on. The statue on the top of the hill. Let me tell you something about that. I've never seen something quite like it. It's massive, it's made of stone, and you can go inside of it. But it's more important than that. You go inside the building, and it has the entire history of Mexico. How it formed, I did not know. You know, I didn't know this. Unfortunately, me reading Spanish, I'm not the best at it. But the more you climb up the statue, the more lore, the more Mexican lore you learn. Like, how they had their own revolutionary war. I didn't know that how the Spanish came, how everything changed, how even amongst the locals, they let a lot of them keep their old traditions and they learned from them. So that's why Mexico is so traditional. Now you know. I highly recommend going to Hainizio at least once in your life. Michoacan is a, you know, a, a beautiful place. Morelia, Michoacan, Hainizio. It's, you know, those places are great. And the history and I can't do it justice man I just can't like I'm trying to put it into words but truth be told I felt like I was um not like I was in another world but like I traveled to the past at a moment of peace you know nothing bad was happening even after I got scammed by the girl I was just like oh well she needs the money for all I know she could be super rich I don't know Scamming is a really big issue in Mexico, but you know, now with technology, thanks to that, we are all susceptible to a scam. Including myself, I should probably go into that. I was given a link by T-Post, which is an actual company, by the way. And they said, meet we podcast, we like your style. Um, I hope you don't mind checking out our inventory, and if you do like something, you know, let us know and maybe we could work out something. And I responded with, is this a phishing attempt? Because if it is, I would like to know. And if it's not, I would be interested. This is the moment I crossed a flag of some sort. Because the moment I said I'm interested, everything else in the in the email was disregarded. Because they just went, that's great to hear. Please click this link to so you know to the to subscribe to us. And then they sent the exact same email again, and I was like, oh. That was close. That was real close. So yeah, take your online privacy real seriously. Because I almost got fucked. Real hard. <laughs> that um, that wasn't fun. Also, I mentioned something on the Patreon. So if you're not subscribed to me on the Patreon, you have you have one dollar, five dollar tiers. That's all you you know. That's all I'm asking. I thought I'd mention it here because it is a big deal for me. I've started writing again. I haven't written since last year. I finally got over my writer's block and it took quite a while. I'm working on book two of the Tale of Gabriel trilogy and the book one's been available for a while, but for those who got the original book, there was a remake. In fact, I went back and I re-edited the cover because admittedly the old cover looked like shit. It was like a low resolution image with a glossy finish and a big ugly green color. It looked awful, okay? The new one looks slightly better, but it's no longer glossy. I don't like the glossy touch. It looks like shit. 
I'll be honest. And even the even the wording in the back is different. But you know, that's all. That's all it is really. Oh my god, what is this? Sorry, I just got a phone call. Um Yo Gabriel, you called me at the wrong moment, bro. I'll call you right back though. But it's all good. I've been um talking to him about working with me. Nothing too crazy, you know. This is gonna be off topic for a sec. Um This caught me off guard, but did you know there's a chess too? You know the game chess, right? The ancient board game that Kings used to play and is still really popular today. Well they made a sequel. It's called Anarchy Chess. Just just look it up, man. That the internet never fails to amaze me. I love you guys. All of you. However, that's that's all she wrote, you know? When it comes to Hanitio, the only way to truly talk about it is to go there, you know? You gotta look at the you gotta look at the streets, you gotta see the island, you gotta see the boatsmen joyfully paddling their boats, enjoying their lives waving at you when you when you um paddle by not when you paddle by when you when the boat goes by them basically there was a nice little dock everything is just stellar i loved it every moment of it was fun however there was something i didn't like but i think it's for the best as well there were no hotels on the island strictly for locals to sleep there okay so if you are planning a trip maybe book a hotel somewhere else uh, there is a nearby town, I forget what it's called, but there's plenty of places to sleep there. There was another place I went to. Uh, this one won't take as long, but I want to talk to you about it. Because there's a there's a hot spring in Mexico. You know, you go up um, steep mountain roads. It's not too far, it's not too bad. There's phone service there, which was a, a plus. I got to talk to my girlfriend and stuff. I always love doing that. There is... A place called Los Azufres, which is um, basically hot springs. But there's a difference now, right? When I was a kid, we did go to this area. I don't know how or why it happened, but when I was um, when I was a kid, it smelled like sulfur, right? It smelled like rotting eggs the entire time. I could not get over it because I was seven years old and it smelled like rotten eggs. It smelled awful. And no, you don't get used to the smell. But when I went now, when I went as an adult, the smell is just not there. Unfortunately, because I was actually expecting it. I was like, maybe we're not close by yet. Maybe we're not close by yet. And then the smell never hit. And it's like, oh, we're here. And we turn off in this area. It was nice. Me and my cousin Javi and uh, Olivia, we were all playing in the, in the hot springs. Admittedly, that was kind of a bad idea. You're not really supposed to do any physical activity in the hot spring. Because it zaps your energy. It really just drains you of everything. But my god, does it feel relaxing. I mean, there are moments in life where you just sit there and just take everything in, you know? The hot springs is definitely one of them. I mean, Los Azufres. You just get up there. There's numerous things. There's numerous places to go to. There's one where it's like Los Azufres Spa, where it's like um, you got like a really boiling hot mud bath. It's just, I don't know. Something about a hot spring just feels nice. I did get to see it. Plenty of photos were taken. Me, me and Javi were flexing. That's when I noticed me and him standing next to each other. We pretty much look the same. He's definitely way stronger than me. Javi, you've been lifting. I can tell. My bro hitting the gym. He jacked as fuck. Hell yeah. But yeah. The hot springs were 
an interesting time for me because at one point I I went to this place where it like deviates. It's a it's like a sauna, but it's the source of the hot water. So much so that I had to move really, really slowly. Because if I moved faster, I would have been like burning my skin or something. But it was the hottest temperature I've ever been at. And I was just sitting there sweating. I just couldn't move. And I didn't want to. I was like having this moment, right? Where you're sitting in the hot springs and all the steam's hitting you. And you just start reflecting back on your life. I don't know how to explain it. The only way to feel it is to, to go to one, you know? Go to a hot spring or go to a sauna there was these um there was these old teepee huts that the native americans used where they would have like a really hot steam coming out from the coals and they would be like i'm born like i remember from the king of from the king of the hill series when um when john redcore was telling them i gotta warn you things could get pretty trippy and boy was he not wrong because oh my god it was like i was reliving my past i was thinking I wonder where this person is at now. And I just picture like a whole future or a whole past. I don't know. Your brain does funny things when you're at high temperatures. And steaming, you know? I can't really go into detail as to what I was thinking. Because it was kind of a... It wasn't a dark idea or dark mentality. But it was um definitely something I haven't thought about in a while. I wonder how, I wonder how they're doing, you know? It's just a group of friends I was thinking about. And I know that they're either doing really good with their lives or... I don't know. Something, you know? Again, only way to experience this? To do it. Which is something I I should be telling people more often. There's a lot of things in life that you can't listen to and picture. You have to just physically do it. I could go on and on about this, right? I could talk to you about it for a long period of time... But you'll never truly know until you experience it yourself. That is definitely true for this this time, you know? Having said that, the Mexico trip was fun. And I'm saying this because I pretty much didn't do much else. This was this was it, you know? I thought there was going to be a part four, but nah, nah. The hot springs was pretty simple. At some point, it did start raining. So the hot springs versus the cold water... I was just laying in it, just enjoying my time, you know? That was fun. That was good memories right there. Really good memories. It was also fun teaching some of my family members how to swim. Because I often forget that in Mexico, you don't really get the chance to swim in a pool or any stuff like that. So I was teaching them all how to, how to swim. And in a small body of water, even they told me, they said, in a small body of water, if you don't know how to swim, you could still drown even if you could stand up in it. Because I don't know what to do, you know, during this and that. They panic, basically. And it was fun. I got to, like, okay, let me explain further. Because there's the hot springs, and then there's the area just underneath it where the water's just like, it's like a balanced, it's like a neutral temperature. It's not hot, it's not cold. It's just the perfect temperature every time. And it's not that deep either. So, after teaching some of my family members to swim... We had a race to the other end of the pool and back. And naturally, me always trying to impress. We also had a display of who can hold their breath the longest, but not in the way you think. We didn't hold our heads underwater and start counting. We didn't do that. No, 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 no. We went much further. We did this thing where we would spread our legs and we would stand in a row, but separate from each other, you know? And we would see who could swim through all of them. 
And naturally, me being a showboat, I told them, okay, you're in a line, you're making it too easy. You stand here, you stand over here, you stand over there. Basically a triangular formation. I went underwater and I did it. I went through all of their legs, even though they were really far from each other. I don't know. It's, it, it, like, it's normal for me, right? Like, this isn't a, at all an impressive feature. But for them, it was because they don't know how to swim. And that's okay, you know? I just liked the the part where we started um, carrying each other um, on each other's shoulders. Like, I would pick up my cousin Javi or my little brother, and he would be able to pick me up. He's, a, he's such a big boy now. So proud of him. He's a good brother. I love him. And there's moments like that that you just can't replicate, you know? Spend time with your family. Call someone. Ask your mom how she's doing. Ask your dad how they're doing. You know, if you got kids, text them or call them or go see them. Mexico itself was okay. I liked it. There was quite a lot that was a culture shock, admittedly, but I would do it again. And what got me the most was seeing some, the part of my family I don't often see. I, you know, I love them. That's my family right there. That's our history. This is where we started, you know, in this small village, in, in, in this part of Mexico. And like, we even went to the house where my dad was born and he just got emotional and then I got emotional. It was nice. Uh, the, the whole experience just really opened my, um, opened my eyes to, um, to, um, to the past, you know? And then I started thinking about myself as well. Cause I thought, I don't have this amazing, um, I don't have this amazing past like other people do. I've always heard of people's lives, like some people's lives that I've heard of are incredible, you know? They've done everything. They've done a lot of stuff. They've done incredible feats, you know? Like maybe they've traveled a great distance. Maybe they've, they've done great things. Maybe they raised a huge family. Maybe one of those kids went, you know, got famous or something. I've heard it all. I've seen it all. Oh, not all of it, however. There is so much more that I can experience. In fact, Mexico was was nice. It was nice seeing my family. But I do feel, and I do know, that it's my turn. It's my turn to contribute to that storyline. It's my turn to contribute and do greater things. It's my turn to go out and explore the world. I've already done quite a bit of exploring, you know, going to Mexico, that was one thing. Going to the rest of the US, that was another. But I'm not done. I haven't seen enough. There are corners of the globe that I will maybe never get to experience. Or maybe I can. With your help. The whole reason I started this podcast, I'll admit one thing, was so that I could go and see the world. I want to go and see everything. And even if I don't see it, I want to at least talk to the people from there. I want to hear the history. I want to talk to people from other corners of the globe. I've already had the privilege of speaking with people from Chicago and Japan. You know, the Gaijin Bento podcast. They are great. Sage and Brian just have this perfect... They have this chemistry that... I don't know. Like You could just tell that they just, they just bounce off each other. And it's great. I love it. You know? But there's more to it than that. Because I think 
maybe I need to I need to bring people on who are from different parts of the world. I already had um I already had Tim from Scratching Butt, formerly Tim Wilcox, funny guy. You know, you know that guy from from Australia. And by the way, thank you, Tim, for making your content. You know, you are amazing. I'll wrap this up in a bit. I'm actually over my time, but you know what? That's fine. Sometimes I go off script because there is no script. I am not writing anything down. You want to know why? I don't want to be restricted. That's kind of the whole thing, right? I don't like when I'm restricted by my own rules. Therefore, I throw my own rules out the window and I go out. I explore things. If, there, if I'm bored, I don't just sit around and wait for something to happen. I fucking make it happen. That's how life should be, right? Anyway. Here's to the future of the podcast. Because admittedly, I've been sitting around thinking, okay? After this whole Mexico trip, I have been seeing the podcast grow and grow. All of you have been sharing things, and I really appreciate it. And we have much more growing to do. And I appreciate that. I'm saying this... Because I feel like it's time for me to finally bite the bullet. Some time ago, I was about to do a pod, um, a podcast commercial with Spotify. And unfortunately, they did increase the price. So I had to stop because I thought it was just going to be 250 Even that was steep for me. So when they doubled the price, I just stopped completely. I think I have to. You know, I think I have to bite that bullet. I think I got to go off the deep end. And just do it. All right. I think I went off enough about my own personal tangents. That was definitely a bit much. Very heavy-handed for sure. I don't know. I've never done that before. There have been older episodes where I did do that. But for once, I feel like you guys need to know the guy behind the podcast, you know? Some of you do know me personally. In fact, I would, I would wager a lot of you do. But things have been changing in my life. And I'm happy with it. I'm happy with the direction I'm going in because I also, like, every time this happens, I remember this quote from an old man, or not, not an old man, from someone someone from my past. He wasn't old. He's not old. But it always stuck with me because when I was a young teenager, I heard it, and I was like, I don't know what you mean by that. Now that I'm older, I get it. You're not what you could be. You're not what you should be. But thank God you're not what you used to be. I wish I remembered his name. You know, damn, that that was a good quote. It's not one of mine. It's that guy's whose name I can't remember. Ugh, it, it, sorry, it's been years. But he's absolutely right. This Mexico trip opened my eyes a bit. There's more to see in the world. There was a time in my life, you know, you know, not too long ago actually, that I was always thinking there must be more to life, and there absolutely is. So here's to the future. The future of the podcast, the future of me, and the future for everybody listening. This has been the Meatweed Podcast. I appreciate you guys for listening. God damn, I have been I have been Man, what is this fucking rant at the end? Whatever. Wow, okay, hang on. I'm gonna add a bit more at the end. This is very big. Um very big actually. I I should probably tweet this right now, but I'm gonna tell you guys right now. Cash app, if you guys use that app, they are having a giveaway, okay? If you have a Twitter, that's the only way you can participate, but 
Heads up, Cash App is giving away $200. It's possible to win up to $200, but a lot of people have been tweeting that it's real. They're getting like, they're just getting free money from Cash App. All you got to do is tweet hashtag Cash App America. And um, yeah, so only American people with, you know, only people from the U.S. with Cash App can do it. And I guess it's temporary. I hope that this podcast comes out in time. I'm actually recording on Thursday, so it should come up. If you're listening on Friday, you know, the moment this podcast comes out, it should still work. So go ahead and try it. If you have a Twitter, tweet Cash App America and I guess tweet your, let's see here. Let me look at the details. You've got to tweet your cash tag as well. I don't know what that is. I don't have Cash App. I wish I did now. God damn. Wait, I think I do have it. Hang on. I do. Oh my God. I forgot I had that. Cash app. You know what? Your boy's going to win some money. Cash app is about to get flooded with, with all of these requests. I don't know if that's going to work, you know? Oh, oh wow. Okay, that's sad. I guess I don't have a cash app. Never mind. Well, I do now. <laughs> All right. So, if you want to win some money, use the the hashtag cash app. Um, use it as soon as possible. You know what I mean? Like the moment you hear this, just do it. Little moments like this, I love. You know, little moments get me all excited like that. Cause it's like, hey guys, you got to do this right away. Cause it's legit. A lot of people are tweeting it. Twitter is fun like that, you know? If you don't have a Twitter, I recommend making one. Because you will see the cesspool that is the internet. Don't get me wrong. There's a lot of shit out there. But there's also some gold, you know? I came looking for copper and I found gold. Boy, did I. I think I went on long enough, though. So, next week, there'll be another episode. It will not be about the Mexico trip. This was the last episode of that. However, I hope that I touched some hearts and minds with my my journey you know and i hope in the future there's way more because this was fun to talk about i mean i swear to god this was this was enlightening to say the least also gaijin bento go check them out also ace underscore your dad on um on tiktok hopefully he's not banned by now i did notice he had a long period of time we didn't upload anything but the man is in the military okay the man is army you know so um he'll be busy you know, you already know how it is when it comes to stuff like that. I still, you know, I thank him for his service. You know, I hope he's listening. I really hope he is. In fact, every veteran out there, I hope I thank you for your service. I'm not the biggest patriot. Don't get me wrong. But when it comes to people who have the balls to go to the military, you know, my brother went and my cousin went and I do not know how they did it. It's wild how much you have to go through. But yeah. Next week, another episode. Don't know what I'm going to post yet. Give me ideas on the uh, on the email, which will be linked down below or, um, you know, in the description. And again, it's still open. You can send me whatever you want. Just, you know what? Doesn't even have to be PG. Doesn't even have to be family friendly. And also, there was one little thing. I do apologize for the joke I made where I, like, yelled at people. Because apparently some people do use me as ASMR. And you know what? One person in particular, one very special person, does. They actually do listen to me before they go to bed. And I feel special hearing that. I feel special, you know? 
I didn't know what I felt at first, but if you're using me to go to sleep or just to entertain yourself, hey man, I appreciate it. I cannot overestimate that. You know, I, I can't. I, I often feel like I underestimate how important the viewer is, you know? The listener, anyway. You guys are amazing. And you're growing in numbers. Both of those are very important to me. You, you listening, you're very important to me. Okay? Seriously. Thank you all so much. This has been the Meatweed Podcast. And I am going to sign into my cash app and try to get some free money. Also, my family's playing the lottery, but that's another thing. Um, <laughs> oh, man. Mexico was fun. I would do it again. And I recommend you do it again as well. Okay? Again, see you all next week. Don't forget to listen to Gaijing Bento podcast as well. I can't stress that enough. You got to catch up with the lore. They have quite a bit. They don't have that many episodes, but check them all out anyway. See you guys.